0: Welcome back to the Mobile Home Investing Lessons Podcast with your host, John Fedro. Tune in weekly, plus listen to past episodes designed to make you money, save you time, and give you confidence as an active mobile home investor.
1: Now, here's your host, John (laughs) Fedro.
0: Welcome, everyone. We're on another Mobile Home Investing Lessons Podcast, number 40. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. And on this podcast we're talking about the model the 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 theme of this podcast is just doing it massive imperfect action just doing it see what I did there I, I that. okay so we're going to talk about that and what and that's part of I think what made you both so successful by the way I'm joined here with Harold and Desiree thank you so much for being here
1: thank you for having us. thank you, us. Thank us. you John
0: <laughs> this is so cool this is mainly cool I mean for like me and you and for all we can see each other we've been talking for so long
1: Uh to the audience
0: they don't necessarily know but this is cool i love this that we're finally talking Um, (laughs) just recapping like everything that's happened in the last 12 months we're going to touch on the um like on the good stuff and the bad stuff but i also want to talk about like the work the effort because on these podcasts or videos it can just be all like they're just making deals all the time it's just they're sitting back and making deals and a lot of this is work 80 percent 90% 90% is the stuff that we necessarily don't talk about, just the day in, day out consistency.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
0: A short, uh, uh, could you tell us a little bit about both yourselves real quick, uh, work, school, or just before m- mobile homes?
1: Yep, so I'm Desiree. I just graduated from the University of Illinois this past May in my bachelor's in sociology. I'm probably not gonna use my degree anymore, thanks to John. (laughs) (laughs) But I am now working full-time remotely for a health insurance company. Don't plan to do that for much longer, but that's sort of where I'm at now.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my name is Harold. Um, I graduated from college in 2020 with a degree in sociocultural anthropology. But I'm back in graduate school right now, getting my master's degree in human resources and industrial relations. Um, I do plan on using that. Hopefully (laughs) it's my last semester and uh, we're both college students and exciting things ahead.
0: That's so awesome. You've gotten what, how has the mobile homes changed like the trajectory of your life? And then why, I think this is a two part question but why mobile homes? Like of all the real estate stuff, why mobile homes?
2: So for me and Desiree, um, we've been together quite some time and we knew that real estate was something that we wanted to do and wanted to invest. Um, we first started looking at around 2020, but mm-hmm. at that time, as you know, prices were skyrocket, skyrocketing. They were extremely high. Um, so to us, it seemed like that dream was dwindling down of, of really jumping into real estate. Um, we were doing some research online and we came across your page actually, um, or actually your bigger pockets podcast. And we were kind of discussing uh, mobile home investing. And at that moment, for me, I was like, wait we have so many mobile home parks here we're in central <laughs> Illinois in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. we were like this would potentially be perfect for us so I sent it over to Desiree and she listened to it mm-hmm. and I think at first Desiree was kind of yeah. skeptical at first
1: I'm not gonna <laughs> lie I was completely against the idea because at the time I was still a full-time student working part-time so I'm like we barely have enough money so like why are we gonna try to do this right now So, but I don't know, I just took the leap of faith with Harold and I'm like, okay, if he thinks it's a good idea, then I'll trust it. Mm -hmm. And we started just watching videos and reading a lot of books about it and we started to gain that confidence and here we are now. (laughs) And that's when we
2: decided to kind of introduce ourselves to you and then go from there Mm -hmm. as well.
1: Yep.
0: How did you balance getting started with just, if you don't mind, what was your starting capital with Mobiles and how did you... Mm-hmm. How, how did you have the confidence or know what to do? Or yeah, just how did you make that work? Mm-hmm.
2: I think one of the main things that that we did was, um, in a way, surround ourselves with mobile home investing. We watched every. That's why this is such a big <laughs> moment for us. We watched every single one of your podcasts up until that point, your videos, <laughs> anything that we could do to kind of get our hands on information, we did initially to to really understand like, hey, you know, this is something that people do. This is something that we think that we could do um, and then take the leap of faith from there. um, It wasn't so blind. It was a decision that we both made. Mm -hmm. Um, We started with about $10,000 in total capital Mm -hmm. um, and we expanded that from there. Mm
0: -hmm. Was there a lot of negativity? I mean, this is a, I know I gave you some questions here to talk about. This wasn't really one on them, but it was there like, just you watching all the videos and you know was that partly to yes educate yourself but was it also just because there maybe there was a lot of negativity out there or did you tell people what you were doing at first or how did you combat some of the negativity if you had any
1: Mm -hmm. so for me personally I kind of blocked myself off from the rest of the world I didn't want to hear any negative comments like reading the comment sections in any videos or posts And I kind of just focused on what the information was at hand and then kind of took that for myself and made my own opinions about it. So I'm not very active on social media, so I just kind of keep myself away from anything that can dissuade me from doing what I have an idea that I want to (laughs) do. But also being with Harold and having his brain to sort of ease my worries and my anxieties, too, that definitely helped, too.
2: Yeah. And I think one of the things that we did is we locked in together. Mm -hmm. Um, We kind of decided that, you know, the only reassurance that we needed was from each other. Uh, Me and Desiree, both are first generation college students. So, you know, we've navigated waters before where there was, you know, other people in our families or um, in some of the places that we were in that didn't want to um, support us doing certain things that we've decided to do in, a few, in, in the past. So I feel like that really drove our decision to, to really lock in for our future mm-hmm. um, and depend on the opinions of each other initially. Mm-hmm. Um, as we begin to, to grow a little bit, we start to open up a little bit more because we know it works now mm-hmm. and nobody can mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> get to us in a negative way anymore. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you, Before you got started, did you have an idea like we want to just Flip and make a lot of quick cash, or we want cash flow. What was the most exciting thing with like real estate?
2: I think as college students, we more so were coming into it just thinking of things that could support us while I'm in grad school while she Mm -hmm. finished her undergrad, she was going into her senior year at the time so um, we were more so looking for just a small supplement extra three to $400 a month, Mm -hmm. um, you know, added on a few times to to really just carry us um, through grad school through the pandemic and everything else. Um, I think that was our mindset coming in, mm-hmm. but, um, mm-hmm. even until this day, uh-huh. we have not sold a single home uh-huh. on payments, yeah, our homes have been saved for cash. cash deals and wholesales, uh-huh. <laughs> but hopefully we do yeah. go into the, um, route of taking payments in the future. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: All right. I, I feel like you've attempted that, but then you've, mm-hmm. for one reason or another, you just always gotten cash off.
2: Every, yeah. time, uh-huh. every time, every time people just come and they're yeah. like, Hey, I know you're asking this on payments. I'll pay you this cash right now. And mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to say no exactly. to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned about, and that's incredible. I mean, this is real Desiree, what you said before about, you know, potentially not using your degree right away or, or, I mean, Hey, there's nothing right or wrong about that, but that's, that's incredible. I mean, that is a tremendous, like what a big decision. And then there's something that you decided to do not on a whim, Mm -hmm. but just this real estate investing could be a real thing
1: Mm -hmm.
0: to, for the rest of your life, not mobile homes necessarily. They might lead you to parks or to apartments Mm -hmm. or hotels or whatever you want to do. Um, Do you find that how, yeah. What do you see as like a five, a five, a five-year real estate goal for you both?
1: So five years from now, we definitely want to own a few parks, more than a few parks. We definitely want to get into more traditional real estate, owning apartment complexes, single family, multifamily homes. We kind of want to do it all and diversify our portfolio as much as possible. Just do it. (laughs) Yep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's, man, that is, uh, so for, again, everyone else watching you, they're like, okay, who are these guys? They're just, they're just saying, they're just saying stuff. But Mm -hmm. when you both are really saying that, I mean, I know what you can both do. Mm -hmm. Um, That's awesome. There's no reason why with the thousands or tens of thousands of apartments, hotels, parks around us, there's no reason why you won't. Mm -hmm. How is it? Well, I want to talk about how it's been working as a couple. I want to talk before that, if we could, about some of your deals. Harold, you mentioned, you, you peppered in there a little bit that none have been sold on payments yet Mm -hmm. they've been sold cash or wholesaled right um could you give a could we talk about um one or two deals that come to mind i don't know i'm not even i should have prepared a deal or something one or two (laughs) deals that that come to mind whichever one you guys would like to talk about
2: so my favorite deal um and i think desiree is in alignment with this too Uh
1: Um,
2: there was one home it was in the middle of the winter i know That seems like when it's the hardest time to kind of buy and sell homes. That was located literally in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And he said he had this 2003 mobile home. It was a single wide, but it was a beautiful home. Mm -hmm. Um, The owner hadn't even lived there in years, I guess, but it didn't look like that. It looked upkept. There was Mm -hmm. nothing that we had to do to it. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a few repairs to to the roof and to the ceiling that we had to make. Mm-hmm. Um, that cost us about $700. We bought that home for only 3,500 bucks though. Mm-hmm. So we were all in for 4,100, 4,200. Mm-hmm. It was on land, so there was no lot rent that we had to um, pay mm-hmm. our associate with that home. And we ended up selling it within three months for $24,000. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a, a big win for us. And that was by far our, yeah. both of our favorite deal.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow.
0: During those three months, were you doing anything to it, or was just holding and showing?
2: So we were having some handyman trouble. We were trying to get um, a handyman to get in there and make some of those repairs instantly. That took about a month for him to get in there. Um, it took us some time to get all of our materials, and it took him some time to finish all of the work. Mm-hmm. And then it was just advertising from then on. That took a little bit of time as well. But um, with the, at the end of that three months, it sold.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That is, And that's that was a, ca- a cash deal? Mm-hmm.
2: It was a cash yeah. deal.
0: And those are not... Okay, so for somebody listening to that, is that we don't do this just for the money, but that is an important mm-hmm. part. The seller was happy, I assume. The buyer was happy or they wouldn't have done the deal. Mm-hmm. Is that an average deal? What's your average take a profit. Oh, yeah,
2: after. I wish. <laughs> that's is, that is our average deal. Yeah, that was our best today. Um, yeah, I think on average, we make between um five to $10,000 per flip. Um, that's our average. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it, it just ranges depending on the home, the year, the bedrooms, mm-hmm. and, and everything else.
0: How many hours do you think that you're putting in? Or Were you, or maybe it's changed over the course of the year. Are you doing less now because you have more of a reputation or you've automated some things?
2: So we are doing a lot less now than what we were doing in the beginning. Um, and again, I know it sounds like it all just came extremely easy when that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. I think it took us about three months to actually get yeah. our first deal. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: all we were doing was driving for hours. <laughs> like, I think it was the summer. Mm-hmm. And all we were doing was just driving for hours every day, going all over central, southern Illinois. Mm-hmm. And I would say that was pretty much like a full-time job for us <laughs> until we did get our first deals three mm-hmm. months later.
2: Yep. And then <laughs> and once we got... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry.
0: No, 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 go ahead, please.
2: I was going to say once we actually did get our first deal, um, we bought them in a park uh, that the, the, the it, there's seven, eight or nine parks here in the Champaign-Urbana area that all have the same owner. So we got them in one park. Um, we fixed them up and the owner just loved what we did with them mm-hmm. and invited us to see other homes that they have for sale and that we could possibly buy and fix up and do the same thing with. Mm-hmm. So... Um, we were able to do that, build that relationship. Until this day, we're actually closing on two or three more, I believe, mm-hmm. um, within the next week with that same park owner.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I did not say it on this video yet. Congratulations! For, I mean, on the—I know I said it a bunch of times in real life, but from that that big deal that you did with the walking away of you know twenty, and then making five and ten on these you know, shorter or these average deals, and then working with just a couple parks. Mm-hmm. To have that real i mean it doesn't this is it it makes sense it makes total sense why 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 wouldn't an owner of a park want to work with why wouldn't someone want to want to work with you know you both that you're actually proven you do what you say you're going to do um it makes total sense and now you're just reaping the rewards you're you have a business you have more of a reputation um
2: it yeah. did take time to build that relationship, yeah, though. I introduced myself to that park manager, and they were kind of skeptical at first. Mm-hmm. That was actually the first park manager out of the 150 to 200 that we actually ended up meeting mm-hmm. that I met. Mm-hmm. And uh, it did not go well. <laughs> the first meeting with her just didn't go well. Uh-huh. She was kind of asking questions that I was kind of unsure about. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, I just knew that I, we needed a chance to prove ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when we got that opportunity, we did the most uh, to really impress her.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So what did that, do you mean you called back a couple of times, you showed up, you bought donuts or?
1: Oh, yeah, we did everything. <laughs> we called them nonstop to the point where they kind of just got tired of us calling and told us just come in the office and we can talk. I think Harold bought them, what did you bring the Valentine's Day gifts? Valentine's or, um... You did.
2: <laughs> well, how are going to that? At that? Um, we bought them Christmas gifts. Uh-huh. Um, so we went the extra mile mm-hmm. for sure to really build that relationship.
0: Did you know that they had all those vacant properties prior? Is that why you were specifically kind of buttering them up or being persistent with them or you're persistent with that, with everybody?
1: So we're not as persistent with everybody. I would say for this park specifically, more so just it was convenient. It's really close to where we live. So Mm -hmm. we would just prefer to be in these parks. Mm -hmm. I think looking at the homes, there were definitely, from what we could tell, the type of homes that we want to target. Um, but it was more so just really wanting to build that relationship with somebody that's close and we can hopefully continue doing business with them long term. Mm -hmm.
2: We are still full-time college students and we knew that that time crunch that we were on you know driving there were park managers you know 50-60 miles away that we did take those same gifts to and Mm -hmm. that we really did work with closely and we still are working with extremely close Um, but just having parks in our backyard that have a group of people who are willing to work with us is just, mm-hmm. we just knew we kind of needed that relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you know
0: if there are other mobile home investors in the area, or is it just you, you're, you guys are the, oh, okay. Okay, good. Well, that, that's, that's normal.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: uh-huh. <laughs> Do you feel like you, everyone's kind of equal or you outshine them or you kind of hear that people like you better or it's all just
2: So honestly, we hear that people like us better than other people. Um, I think it's because we do what we're going to do. We say we we do what we say we're going to do. We run into people all the time who say, hey, this person came out and took a look at it and they said they were supposed to make me an offer and they're buying and selling homes. And I've never heard back from them. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I'm extremely um, eager to work with you both. We've had people literally tell us like, hey, I was going to sell to this other person who was literally offering five or $6,000 more, mm-hmm. but um, because of the way that you guys handle yourselves, uh, we want to do business with you. Mm-hmm. And I think just how we approach people and talk to people do wonders for the deals that we're able to get. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And a lot of that is the consistency because so we follow up with people as best as we can, two to three days. We're not hearing back from you. We're giving you a call or a text. And I guess with a lot of people that are trying to sell or buy, they kind of hear something from someone and never hear from them again. Mm-hmm.
2: And it's also taking that extra time out too, because mm-hmm. when some of these people are, are trying to sell their homes, um, they're emotional. They want to talk and they want to uh have, have someone just lend an ear to them for five or 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. you know, just being willing to to sit down a little bit longer and talk to them and and really understand their problems to see how you can fix them. I feel like that's done wonders Mm -hmm. um, for the deals that we're able to get as well.
0: You are so right. That, that little bit of bedside manner Mm -hmm. to take the extra 10 minutes or have some, you know, lemonade or whatever they're offering, or, you know, just think about them or listen or yeah. To take, to not just be in a rush to get out the door or listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Just basic. This is a people business.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. In the beginning, I think we were working on the mobile home formula. We were actually on vacation. You remember that <laughs> we were in new Orleans. So it was like, we found out we got accepted into the, the program and the group. So we we're like, let's just knock out a few hours a day and then let's go party. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh-huh. And forget everything we learned.
1: (laughs) And then when we came back, boots on the ground, that's when we really started to try to figure out, so what are we actually good at when we're implementing these action steps? So I feel like for us, it was definitely a learning curve, trying to really understand our strengths and weaknesses in relation to the business. I know Harold for sure is definitely a people's person and I'm kind of more so the back-end organizational person. So that's how we kind of try to organize ourselves and divide tasks and sort of delegate and divide and conquer a little bit.
0: Do you both go look at properties together
2: when possible?
1: Not so much anymore. We do have a reason for that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, well, Desiree has been (laughs) handling that side of things for the (laughs) past (laughs) past few months. I actually, I actually had a nasty, nasty injury. I tore my Achilles a couple of months ago, maybe about four or five months ago, and I'm just now getting back to the point where I'm able to walk. So we changed Mm tasks and then she was the (laughs) one out there meeting people and I was handling everything in the background, you know, calling buyers and Mm -hmm. sellers and and doing those sorts of things. Um, And it really did give me a newfound appreciation for the things that Desiree does. Mm -hmm. Um, And it I feel like to really understand what we're doing, we both had to swap sides a little bit. Um, And and I think it's it's really helped out. Mm
1: -hmm. It definitely has, because I absolutely appreciate Harold talking to all these people for hours. (laughs) Because when I had to do it, it's like a complete 180. I'm in the office by myself organizing papers. Now I'm talking to these people like, okay. (laughs) But yeah, it definitely has been helpful. And I just appreciate Harold so much more for everything that we've been able to teach each other.
0: How did you get over the, even with the training, even you could call me, you can lean on me, you can lean on each other. If you remember back a year ago, how did you feel? I mean, just mentally, you know, just because we're going on faith in the beginning. We haven't done this. We watch videos. Other people can do it. If this person can do it, I can do it. And we're doing it on faith only belief. How, um, Yeah. Do you remember being nervous? Do you remember feeling prepared? Do you remember thinking, like, what the hell are we doing here?
2: Um, So, again, I just know it sounds like we were able to get so many deals and we've been doing this and that. But in the beginning, that simply was not the case. We, again, went months without getting the deal, and, and when we were out there meeting with people, making offers, I remember our first offer that we made, the person accepted, mm-hmm. it was about two hours away from our house, we drove there, um, we were literally waiting for the person, didn't get a text back, came back home, they said they were ready the next day, went back out there, just happy, and they were like, hey, I just sold to somebody else 30 mm-hmm. minutes ago, because they offered me $500 more. Yep.
1: And that happened so many times throughout Mm -hmm. our first three months of investing and really learning the process. Mm -hmm. So to be honest, it kind of shot at least my confidence a little bit. So I'm Mm -hmm. like... It's been three months. We're doing everything that John's asked us to do in the modules. Like it's supposed to post it pay off or so we thought.
2: <laughs> yeah, but mm-hmm. it was just, it was hard in the beginning and we had to really confide in each other and say like, hey, you know, this does work. We just mm-hmm. have to believe in it. We have to keep moving and keep trying. And mm-hmm. eventually it did begin to pay off for us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What is that? What is that? Well, uh, maybe it's not uh, universal, but what's your... Yes. Secret. Is there a secret to success? Is there a you know, what what is it? What was that thing that 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 flipped? Was it something that you were doing wrong in the business or you went to a new area or you were saying this and you should have said that or just.
2: Oh, when you ask that question, the first thing that came to mind is one of my favorite sayings. And it's um, like, I believe that I'm lucky, but the harder you work, the luckier you get. And I really believe that that was mm-hmm. the, the key, the thing that turned is our hours just begin to pay off. Mm-hmm. We didn't see it immediately, um, but we stayed dedicated. I remember mm-hmm. there were days where we were meeting 10, 20 park managers a day only mm-hmm. because we were driving so far away from our homes mm-hmm. that, you know, if we didn't hit them today, we have class tomorrow. Desiree has work. Mm-hmm. There were things that we couldn't do, so Mm -hmm. we were pitting in a lot of hours, Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day, we just began to get lucky, I guess, Mm -hmm. but it was because we were working hard.
0: (laughs) Is there a particular story uh, that comes to mind that you want the audience to hear or that would be impactful Mm -hmm. in some way? That'd be great. This
1: was the first mobile home that Harold and I have ever seen previously before working with John in the modules we've never seen a mobile home before (laughs) okay
0: do I know I don't even know if I know this story okay
1: so our first mobile home was in a town that's pretty close to Champaign-Urbana called Rantoul and this huge park it's like a little city and it has its own um, gas line I think it's on gas line and um, separate Mm -hmm. water from the city and everything so we're like wow this is what it's like and it was not a good park it was probably like a one-star park if that and the very first time that we met this park manager, she was showing us in her little go-kart like all the homes that she had that were available and they were all handyman specials. And we get to the back of the park and this one that she shows us is a three bedroom, two bathroom, I think it was the 1980s, but there was no floor and there was no roof. <laughs> so we walk in and half of the floor is like gone. There's a big hole in the roof. And then out of nowhere, one of the neighbors comes and they're like, oh, you guys are trying to buy this home? And he's like, "Yeah, don't don't buy this shit. It's a piece of shit." <laughs> <laughs> and we were still taking him back because the guy was came out of nowhere. We didn't even know he came in the home after us, mm-hmm. and he told us a story behind that home. I guess the park like neglected it and there was a fire that started on the roof, mm-hmm. but that fire only got put out because there was a hole or like a, a little divot in the roof <laughs> that was filling with water during like a storm. <laughs> and that's how the floor or the, the ceiling came through. And I guess that messed up the floor mm-hmm. and that was definitely a memorable experience. Yeah. I'll never forget that home. <laughs> the most
2: important thing that I learned that day was all free homes mm-hmm. are not good homes. Yep. And in every market, at least. Yep. Maybe in some markets, but not ours. <laughs>
1: and talk so, to your neighbors, too. That's another question. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. How, how do you make this work as a couple? How do you, how, how do you make that work? You both are very, Oh, you're always happy when I talk, or they both seem to complement each other and support one another? Um, what's your secret?
2: I feel like from a emotional aspect outside of the aspect of the business, you know, being an entrepreneur or having entrepreneurial dreams is already in itself hard and challenging, especially starting out and you're second guessing yourself and you're, Hey, I don't know if this can work. I don't know if we'll be able to do this. I don't know if I can do this. Um, just having a partner to be able to lean on and support you through those thoughts, I think has been the most important thing for us. Um, because, I know we seem happy, but there have been times where we've heard sad stories and things have bothered and affected us um, Mm -hmm. because we are still people um, outside of the business that we really had to lean on each other and and depend on each other to get get through um, for our business. So um, if you're doing it together, um, I would say that it's important to really remember to lean on each other.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I would say Even though you you are in a romantic relationship with this person, they still are your business partner. So for us, I feel like it's definitely been important to try to separate those lines between our romantic relationship and us doing business together. Because there's been a few times where we've sort of butt heads about things in the business and that might carry into our relationship. So it's definitely been a learning process of us trying to navigate, you know, I guess how to separate things and delegating tasks and things like that.
0: What do you do in situations like that when it's when you both feel like you're, you know, you've got the answer that is the right
2: one? Mm -hmm. I feel like the biggest thing to do in that situation that I think has helped us is really sit back and look at the situation in its entirety. Um, and say, hey, you know, we're coming into this thing with a lot of emotion, even if you are right, or even if I am right, let's remember that this, it's us versus this problem. Mm -hmm. Let's really understand what the problem is to see what is the best solution. Mm -hmm. And I think once you take the time to really understand that it's you versus the problem and not you versus your partner, Mm -hmm. um, it's incredibly helpful.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, you do have a lot of things going on, with school with work with um with investing do you yeah how do you have any special routines that you do any like morning routines do you get up at like two in the morning and start working
2: (laughs) so we map everything out um luckily for us the parks that we usually work with run a little bit later um they usually open around nine or ten Um, Desiree has work in the mornings, but I'm usually free, uh, on the days that I don't have class. So I, at the beginning or at the end of every week, every Sunday, I sit down and I map out exactly what we need to do, Mm -hmm. what things we need to hit and when it needs to be hit. Um, there's a lot of talking to park managers, a lot of Mm -hmm. replying to ads, a lot of talking to sellers and buyers. And then I make sure to leave some flexibility because we still have to make time to get out there and view the homes. Mm -hmm. I usually do that on Fridays. Um... And some of the homes that we view can be 25, 30, 45 miles apart from each other in different towns here in Illinois. Um, So I give myself a little bit of room to really make it to all those appointments. And Desiree does a great job with all the advertising, posting the ads, taking pictures for all of the homes. Um, we usually try to list all of our ads for our homes on Wednesdays, only because that's when Facebook is mm-hmm. the most popular study show <laughs> 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 to really garner that attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but we map it out and mm-hmm. it's a really in-depth plan and I'm proud of us for sticking
1: to yeah. it. <laughs> yes.
0: It's so important to have your goals written down or your goals and your to-dos and that mm-hmm. way it takes a lot off your mind. You can just focus on doing them. Mm-hmm. This business is hard enough without having to remember constantly or yes. beating yourself up that you haven't done something. Um, if you
2: got to remember, you will not. Yeah, we learned that we very learned quickly. That early on. You need to write it down. You need a plan. Mm-hmm. You need a shared calendar. Mm-hmm. We use a shared calendar so both of us can see it. If somebody makes a change, it says it. Mm-hmm. It says what's being completed and when it needs to be completed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's done wonders for the both of us. Mm-hmm.
0: Is there something that you were? This business has helped, like uh, you, like before you had a deficiency, and you know I wasn't good in this, or I wasn't good in that, or, or I, I really had to get better in this thing um, mm-hmm. to make this work, or did nothing, or yeah, you know, anything like that. Like you had to change as a person.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. So I would say for me, definitely my people working skills have improved for sure. And one thing that I actually learned from Harold, because I feel like he has great. People speaking skills and things like that, but he'll take notes on the things that he'll talk with people about. So if you come back to that person and you mention something that you talked with them about previously, they'll like you that much more for it. So I kind of adopted that from him, and it's helped tremendously. That's (laughs) really
2: good. And Desiree has helped me tremendously with my organization skills. I'm not usually organizational, but I know in order to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to be. And luckily I was uh, blessed with a partner who is extremely structured and understands the importance of organization. And again, once I tore my Achilles, I was able to really dig deeper into that process of being an organizational person. So um, that's something that I really learned.
0: Um, This was incredible. I know that I got value out of this to help a lot of other people who are still listening got value. Thank you so much again for being here
2: thank you for having us it was and and thank you Mm -hmm. as well for really opening our eyes to 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 something that we um wanted to do and and assisting Mm -hmm. us throughout this entire journey
1: and really being our first mentor it was really great being able to talk to you have you be there to answer our questions it seems like 24 7 sometimes but really thank you so much because you helped us in a large way build our confidence about what it is we do now
2: any question we had, you were always there. Yeah. And it was just phenomenal to, to have you. We say this to each other all <laughs> the time, but like we couldn't imagine trying to, to start this process without, you know, um you honestly, without your mind and without mm-hmm. your 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 intelligence and, and your problem solving, mm-hmm. because you've been there and it is just done wonders for us.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm really glad to that we're If I can be that partner for you I mean, to to there should be a return on your investment and i don't i mean that's how we got started but i like to think now that we become friends and mm-hmm. we talk about other things not just real estate and yep. i mm-hmm. want to yeah see you both through parks and bigger things and
1: yeah
0: and yeah and then we're i mean we got more decades to go so oh definitely actually uh, we'll talk about that maybe afterwards Okay, but, uh, I may be in your area so.
2: Oh, oh yeah.
0: okay. <laughs> uh, cool okay thank you so much That's, that was cool the ideas and yeah. advice given
1: in today's episode are for entertainment purposes only if you have future
0: ideas or questions for upcoming episodes please email us at support at mobilehomeinvesting.net if you've enjoyed this podcast episode the biggest compliment you can give is to like and share this podcast with your friends